Oh my gosh, you're like the third f***ing person to mention this. She's a basic. This is what they do. This is real, people. It's an epidemic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is review number 395 with our review of Dirty Grandpa. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Dirty Steven. <laughs> and if you're Damn joining it. us for the first time, the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we're getting down and dirty, and we're talking about Dirty Grandpa, which uh, is a film that... People are seemingly not liking, at least if you can take the uh, 7% on Rotten Tomatoes at the time we saw the film. I never mm-hmm. trust Rotten Tomatoes anymore. 7% usually means it's fire. <laughs> well, you, you did make the statement via iMessage that uh, 7% is bogus. So mm-hmm. um, what, yeah. what, what does that yeah. mean to you? I guess we'll have to find out. I don't know. <laughs> I want to know. I want to read the Armand White positive review of this movie. <laughs> Oh man, I I would like to hear that too. I want I want a moviola and all that jazz. It'd be super awesome. I'm really bummed now that I didn't say my name was Cummy Pat Dick because I just <laughs> would have been perfect. I know. Uh, I just hate saying my name. Really, it's just so boring. Like I'm Carson Patrick. Like there's only so many ways you can say it, you know. And then it just when you're trying to be funny about it, it just comes off like. Burr, burr. So, <laughs> so rather rather than decide not to say it in a funny way, your plan yeah. is to find a way that will actually be funny. You can always find the funny. This is this is my goal at every episode is to try and say it in a in like a what's a different way because it's always Carson the same. Patrick, <laughs> and then it's never funny. <laughs> no, including that time. Right. Statistically, yeah. though, like one of these times has got to be funny. There's going to be like one time where there's going to be a pun that's so good or something, you know, play on words. Pun, so, Chris, should, should we walk Carson through our experience watching this movie? Since mm. that one text is the only reason we saw the movie. <laughs> oh, no. I, is this going to be another like... Uh, I was waiting for the movie, and the guy was talking about it, and I had to run in, and then... I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I was not scared of spoilers for Dirty oh, okay. Grandpa. You're no. like, spoilers, I, he's dirty. I was assuming that the trailer was enough for me to be able to reliably <laughs> assume most of the plot elements of this film. Mm. But yeah. uh, no, I mean, Steven got the best look at the guy, so do you want to take it away, Steven? <laughs> Did somebody flash their dick or something? Yeah, well, so it, Other it turns than De Niro? out... <laughs> So we we were already out at a comedy show yesterday, and then we walked over to see Dirty Grandpa, as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, After a nice stop in at a pub for some Rubens yeah. and beer. Yeah, and um, anyway, it turns out the guy behind us I think he was the person Sid from Toy Story was modeled after. <laughs> or maybe like every character from Rocket Power in corporeal form. Mm. <laughs> he was... So I didn't see him for a long time, but I remember when uh, How to Be Single, the trailer showed up. Oh, yeah. And Rebel Wilson is just doing her Rebel Wilson, like, oh, look, there's an obese woman on screen. And this (laughs) guy behind us is just like, what? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) 
And I, I whispered to Chris that, like, this is maybe going to be a long movie. <laughs> and um, yes. I kid you not, every moment of this movie, it felt like this guy, I've named him Spence. Like, I'm just sure that's his name. <laughs> he could not believe how hilarious. Anytime Robert De Niro said F- or come or anything it mm. was just no <laughs> no no <laughs> whoa and every time there was like a party scene in the movie which there were plenty of it was like he thought he was at a party like watching his bro do a keg stand he was just like woo, yeah woo-hoo. oh it, man it was unbelievable Dude. anyway i i got a good look at him about 90 minutes into the movie and he was <laughs> he like a around. little dude a little dude with a hoodie a white visor and short kind of spiky hair and mm. he was definitely sitting alone, but he thinks he was surrounded by his friends. Dude, yeah. that's that's what we call a screening person because anytime you go to a free movie screening, uh, there's so like every socially inept person on the planet comes out because I guess it's free, and it's like that's all you're seated, seated next to pretty much is just people who like if if there's silence it's like the whole Patton Oswalt rape goblins bit where like <laughs> there can't be silence in a movie theater for 15 minutes otherwise the rape goblins will come out of the ground yeah. you know it's like <laughs> so someone has to go like huh, 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 or something like in a, and in like awkward moment like you know someone makes a sex reference and it's like oh it's like oh, just shut the hell up yeah and the thing even even before the jokes like all it took was like a black person being on screen and he'd be like no <laughs> <laughs> like it hasn't even got to the dumb stereotypical joke yet. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Well, he was he was he was ready for it. He, he knew it was coming. I guess the the the, the quote unquote best part about it too is that basically Steve and I existed in our own uh, like sitcom where like he would laugh and then Steve and I would just slowly turn, look at each other's eyes, and then turn back and shake our heads. And that was like the entire movie was us just like making eye contact, looking at the screen, making eye contact, look at the screen, and then Steven going, Look at him. Look at him. And I was like, No, I don't want to look at him. He was like, Look at him. I just had to see the face of my oppressor one time. Mm. And I and I finally looked at him as he was leaving and I was telling Steven that the basically what I, what I saw was the in in uh, 21 Jump Street when they flash back in time and you see young Jonah Hill with like the shirt and the bag on one shoulder and like the jeans and the stupid hair. Like yeah. that's this With the guy. M&M look. Yeah. Imagine that guy but with the personality of the uh, lacrosse guy from this movie. And that's basically, <laughs> that's basically what you got. With Fat Maverick or whatever? <laughs> I think it was Fat Goose, right? Fat Goose, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fat sorry. Goose, fat, fat Goose. Fat Goose, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Anyway, he was awful, but it was nice to be sitting with the target demographic of this movie mm. just to get a feel for it. Oh, burn. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, not to, to go back, but I mean, come on. Uh, so, Chris, How to Be Single, that's your movie. Like, are we going to review that? <laughs> How is that? I mean, is that my movie because I'm single? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, come on, dude. That lo- it looks funny. Oh, it looks bad, bro. <laughs> yeah, it, and this is coming from the guy who whispered to Chris during the trailer that I actually kind of liked. He's just not that into you. <laughs> like this is this looks bad to somebody who enjoyed. He's just not that into you. Yeah, legitimately it, it the pro- the problem is is <laughs> it feels like just another one of those holiday themed movies but they just changed the title from like valentine's day because it's already taken to be just uh how to be single and it happens to be set on valentine's day 
Yeah, well, I mean, I knew how hard it was to try and convince you to see Fifty Shades of Grey, so... <laughs> yeah, but Fifty Shades of Black, I'm all over it. Oh, dude, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> the, 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 the best part about the Fifty Shades of Black trailer is, like, I've already been aware of this film. And when the trailer started, I just put my head down, and I was like, shook my head. And Stephen was like, I bet you this is called Fifty Shades of Black. And I was like, no, it is. <laughs> It was really terrible. So, Stephen, are we going to do a Fifty Shades of Black review? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I, okay. I think we should tie that into God's Not Dead 2. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I, one of these is the, is this year's Saving Christmas. So mm-hmm. here's the it's real question. Be, if, I, find it. if I were to watch Fifty Shades of Black, yeah. am I not going to get it? <laughs> because I haven't seen Fifty Shades of <laughs> no, Grey. No, I think, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> but first, I need to watch Fifty Shades of White, a.k.a. the Academy Awards this year. Oh, <laughs> Am I right? Wow. Am I right? Low burn. Low blow. And with that note, <laughs> instead of asking you guys if we should start this thing, I'm just going to say we're going to start it. We are going to listen to the trailer for Dirty Grandpa, and we're going to come back and give you guys a review. don't understand why you have to drive down to Florida. We just had the funeral. Your grandmother and I were there at this time every year. It just seems like we're cutting it a little close with the rehearsal brunch on Friday. <sighs> I'm just freaking out. I know. Can you take my car, sweetie? I need the SUV for the wine. Now let's get in that giant labia you drove up in and get out of here. Hey, we're heading to Daytona. So you guys want to tag along for a bit, maybe? Party some babies into us. Oh, we're not going to Daytona. Bam, are you kidding me right now? Grandma's funeral was yesterday. She told me on her deathbed, you get back out there again. Hey, Grandpa. Did he just call you Grandpa? What the? Want to be a lamb and get that for me? Did you ever go on spring break? No. Hey, you know, one in three of these girls has herpes, even if you can't see it. Whoops. It never usually happens. Really, it happens to me all the time. You're in Daytona Beach? We're just driving through. Jason! She's not right for you. If you marry her, you're going to be sleepwalking through the rest of your life. The way I see it, this is our last stand. Get up, my mother. Party till you're pregnant. This is crack. I just smoke crack? Yeah, but just like a lot. I just smoke crack! How much I appreciate you doing this for me. Just get naked. That's the best way to sleep. Oh my god. I want you to tear open my bra like it's a social security check. Now fumble around and pretend like you're trying to find your glasses. I found them. I can see. Greatest gift a grandson can give his grandfather was a hot college girl who wants to have unprotected sex with him before he dies. Most grandpas just want toffee. Socks. So that was the trailer for Dirty Grandpa. Basically, mm-hmm. Zac Efron's grandma dies, and his grandpa decides that he just wants to. F- 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 <laughs> and he takes <laughs> Can't him wait on for a, those bleeps. He takes him on a road trip down to freaking wherever, and oh, uh, gets Florida, in a bunch of duh. shenaniganry. <laughs> Where else would you go on spring break but Florida? Anyways, so as we said earlier, uh, we exchanged a few. <laughs> I started I started texting um, Carson Patrick from yes. from the place where Steve and I were had just finished watching a comedy show, and was like, 
okay, so are we actually seeing this movie? Because the 7% doesn't look so great. Maybe there's something else we can review. And Carson, as I said earlier, actually, I don't think I said it earlier because that might have been the, epi- the take that we didn't use. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Basically, there was this text conversation going on, and one Carson Patrick said, dude, the 7% on Rotten t- Tomatoes is bogus. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But yeah, you bro. did say bogus, and you did reference the 7%. I did. So are we to believe then, Carson, that you genuinely enjoy this film? I am prepared to um, defend this movie and potentially have <laughs> a mental breakdown while doing so. Uh, so yes, uh, Dirty Grandpa is has all the hallmarks of uh, a January dump release. And uh, I was expecting, going in, I was expecting the worst, for sure. I was expecting like an Unfinished Business, or a Tammy, or an Identity Thief. And uh, I will say I was pleasantly surprised. Is this movie the best movie ever? No. Uh, but are you... <laughs> the real question is, is it currently the best film of 2016? <laughs> uh, no, but I would say that... <laughs> um, I mean, come on, dude. I feel like there are some comedies, especially in the last couple years, that got a lot of flack, but were surprisingly funny. In the, and not just funny, like, kind of like the new wave, like, Apatow funny, where... You get a lot of comedy, and then you get a lot of heart and drama. But uh, just funny in, like, a filthy, just dumb, funny way. Like, I remember, I think I said the same thing about Horrible Bosses too. where, like, if you just want to see some dumb laughs, like, this movie's going to get the job done. And uh, the same thing for The Change-Up, too. I think it's just, uh, I, and and to be honest, like, five minutes into this movie, I was just like, oh, f- like this is just this we're in for the long haul and then i don't know around the time where like de niro really started getting into it and uh they <laughs> about his in, masturbation scene where <laughs> <yeah, laughs> he uh, took a number three and they hopped in the the labia mobile uh i don't know something about it was just it was refreshing to see not only de niro really cutting loose but a movie that really embraced its r rating and really just didn't give any kind of f about being uh, politically correct or just skirting around anything. It was it was kind of nice, especially, uh, you know, in 2016 where everyone has their serious hat on to for a movie to come in and just be uh, uh, pleasantly lowbrow. So I, I enjoyed it very much. I laughed a lot, and I think, you know, comedy is obviously subjective, but... Uh, I think it's a movie, you know, if you just want to, like, go to see uh, a funny movie and cut loose, like, this is the movie. I, I think that, you know, it's definitely the type of movie to put on after a hard day or to watch with some people and, and just laugh. Like, that's really all it's there for. I mean, like I said, it's not the best thing ever, but, uh, I mean, it gets the job done. And I think that 7% on Rotten Tomatoes is, like, is bafflingly low. Like I think there are, <laughs> I think there are far worse comedies than Dirty Grandpa. Like people were acting like they had just like gotten AIDS while watching it or something. I was like, no, I might like... have. You know, one <laughs> sorry in, about like, that. Two and two and three of those girls <laughs> in Daytona Beach have herpes, right? Mm. 
According to the film, that's not my statistic. I've heard that's a st- statistic, though. Don't, don't write in if you're from Daytona Beach. <laughs> well, I, I know Spence, the guy behind me, was actually with them there partying in Daytona Beach. So yeah. <laughs> I would be careful if I were him. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, like, I don't understand. I guess it, it's like one of the things where all the critics sort of dogpile on it. And I feel like it's mostly because, well, a lot of the reviews mention how, you know, oh, like, what a travesty seeing Robert De Niro in a movie like this. Like, this is so low. It's like, dude, De Niro's been in, like, so many worse movies. Like, he was in a directed DVD movie with, like, 50 Cent that, like, looked like trash. <laughs> like, I don't think he's above being a dirty grandpa, okay? Like, I'm pretty sure you didn't see Freelancers, Richard Roper, so shut the f*** up. Um... <laughs> No, I, yeah. I would I would actually feel better about it if if I found out that he had a screenwriting credit for this movie. Like if this was his passion project <laughs> and he he was he actually was like if this was his jam, then I would mm. feel better about the way I feel about the if movie. This, if this was his hard to be a god. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that would be good. But um <clears throat> I don't know, like I think there's something like there's like far worse Robert De Niro movies and there's far worse comedies. The Dirty Grandpa, and it's like there's something about it is just like low hanging fruit that you're just like is like beating up on the retard, you know. That's what <laughs> that's what I feel like this seven percent is. So, yeah, that's that's all I got. I laughed. What can I say? All right, so come at me, bro, <laughs> Stephen. Do you think the seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes is bafflingly low or bafflingly high? Um, I think that low-hanging fruit deserves to be just as low as it is. <laughs> um, I think speaking of low-hanging fruit, like that is all the jokes in this movie, basically. And, and okay, so I, I kind of get Carson that you are coming from a place of defending against an overwhelming onslaught of negative reviews. And um, yeah. other than that one number on Rotten Tomatoes, I I hadn't actually read anything about it. I kind of assumed that seven percent was like. Okay, that means most people gave it a 3 out of 10 or a 4 out of 10. Right. And it's just like nobody liked it enough to vouch for it. Um, so I, I can say only tarnished by the fact that Sid was sitting... Not Sid. Spence. Spence. <laughs> Spence, yeah. Spence, Sid. Spence was sitting Sperm. behind me, adding his colorful commentary to the movie that like I, I just did not find this movie funny at all. I, I think the... F- I did laugh a few times, but it was more a meta laugh of like, how how low is this movie going to go? Um, and, and I'm not trying to say that with any kind of like politically correct spin. I do not think this is the meanest movie I've seen. I don't think it is like awful in that way. I just think it's very lazy in the kind of jokes it wants to do. Um, I, I mean, like... Like, they have this dirty grandpa character, Robert De Niro, and the fun of it is getting to see him just go wild, right? So he gets to make all the jokes that you couldn't normally write in a movie because it would feel, like, regressive or stupid if they did it. So he gets to call the car, like, a labia, a tampon, a vagina on wheels. Uh, The gay guy is a sissy. And he gets to say all that because, look, he's the dirty grandpa, and the joke is that he's so dirty and so stupid. Yeah. And, like, what I can give it credit for is that it did not hold back on the dirtiness. Like, it definitely did not do the normal De Niro family-friendly type thing. Like, he's kind of his meet-the-parents character in other ways here, but he is not meet-the-parents rated Robert De Niro. (laughs) He he is, like, extraordinarily filthy, just messing around Robert De Niro. It lives up to the name. 
Yeah, it like, does but, live like, up to the name. Er, earlier when I dropped three F-bombs in a row describing the plot of this film, that was like a direct line that he said in the film. Like, yeah. I wasn't just wanting to swear for fun. I was aping his character. And and so here's the thing that annoys me about the movie. It isn't, it isn't like critics bashing it or anything. It's that it seems to think that it is so freaking edgy, so filthy, right? So bringing it just nonstop ridiculousness. And I feel like it doesn't live up to that either. It's just too predictable and lazy in the things that it tries to be edgy about. Like everything in this just felt recycled to me from other bad movies. Like the fiance character is like not even decade old comedy. She's like early nineties kind of character, right? Like her primary role is I'm professional. I am bitch like that is who i am that is my whole character <laughs> I, that I don't is the even name think of her professional character. though that's the thing is it, it, her dad works at the place but the problem is zach efron's dad also works at the place so it's not even the cliche situation of like he's trying to get with the boss's daughter and he could lose his job if he does anything wrong in that relationship like it, there's no connection there like yeah i mean it, it just felt phoned in. it just felt like one of those moments that you like pantomime from another story of like well there's got to be someone who's not good for him, so blah, 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 when so-and-so, you know, young Rose Byrne or whoever she is comes along, <laughs> then you're going to feel, um, you're going to feel okay with it. And by the way, maybe she'll also <laughs> Adam Paley, who's like the poor man's TJ Miller in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that, that, I mean, oh, you're, man. You're, you're throwing out spoilers here, but uh, who, who cares? Yeah, I'm sorry. You can, I, you can hide that if you want. <laughs> I, I want to address it. <laughs> I don't. It should say it was some lazy shit in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and those kind of things, again, like, movies do that. This isn't the first one, but this, it just felt so shoehorning in. And it's not because I thought it was going to be a plot movie. It's just, like, nothing was progressing to me. Like, a big part of this movie is how ridiculous the party scenes are able to go, like, they bring in Jason Manzukis to do what he's really good at, right, in pretty much everything he does, which is to be just this, like, vile, despicable character. And I was trying to figure out why does he work for me in so many roles, and in here, it did nothing watching him be that ridiculous. And I think it's just because the rest of the movie doesn't live up to it. It doesn't counterbalance it. Like, he isn't a funny thing amid a movie I was enjoying watching. It's like just a bunch of people being ridiculous and he's one of them thrown in on top. Yeah. He, um, he, he, that's the guy that played Pam, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know, like just nothing. There are things looking back that should have given me that kind of Judd Apat early Judd Apatow, like, I don't know, super baddie type shock and awe in the sense that like, it was showing me a thing that most movies now wouldn't go for. Like, it is a hard R comedy, but I ever I don't know it. It just felt so weak and not not really wanting to do anything. Like I never saw Bad Words, the uh, that Jason Bateman oh, movie. Oh, that's that's another comedy that was way worse than this. Yeah, no. So the trailer for that makes me think of exactly this, which is the whole premise of the movie. It's like uh, I don't know, worse Bill Hicks material or like. <laughs> Donald Trump or something it's like look he's gonna be so 
tell it like it is. He's going to be yeah. so edgy. That's right. It was and, like Bad Santa, but at a yeah, spelling bee. Yeah, and when and when you see that, you just like you don't root for that movie. You're like you're not impressing me. You're not you're not actually rocking my world the way you think you are. <laughs> and so this movie just felt like that to me. It just felt like very lazy writing, very like low obvious jokes you know even even when they're reversing things like like you know a movie in 2016 it can't just be like a bunch of black guys are dangerous like they have to undo it somehow and they have to undo everything else but all of it it just felt like every other lame movie i watched like stapled together with more effort so i i really didn't get anything from this movie yeah, I mean that that's exactly what it is. It's like you took every other movie in this genre and you just like threw it into a paper shredder and then you like mixed it in a big vat and then like pulled out a few strands and like tried to put together any piece of a script you could. Like everything feels like so cobbled together in a way that we're like it, it would be fine if it was sort of cobbled together, but at least the individual parts were funny enough to overcome the like incredibly ridiculously simple story, but it, I don't know, it was so, it was just, it was just annoying. I mean, like, I joked earlier about, um, uh, I think it was in this, this recording, <laughs> I said something about, like, watching the trailer, I was pretty sure I knew, like, the entire story beats. And it almost felt like they kind of tried to lean away from the really heavy-handed of, like, okay, there's this guy, and he's probably in a not-so-great relationship, so he's trying to, like, be the stick in the mud and be good, but, like, over the course of all this fun partying he's doing, he is going to realize that he wants to be the partier and not just a stick in the mud. But, like, they don't even take that arc. The story is simply like, oh, that's right, your girlfriend's a bitch. <laughs> and and the way they communicate that is she's picking out ties during his grandma's funeral. Oh, and- <laughs> my gosh. You're, like, the third fucking person to mention this. She's a basic. <laughs> this is what they do. <laughs> this is real, people. It's an epidemic. Get with the program. This is real. Well, apparently I haven't dated enough basics. <laughs> Just go on Facebook. Is there, go, is, on, go on Pinterest. Is, they there, love is Pinterest. there a basic Pinterest where it's nothing but girls at funerals checking out ties? Just walk down Hollywood Boulevard and follow the woos and the cobalt blue and you'll find someone <laughs> texting in a funeral. But I mean, whatever she is, he does not go through anything, right? Like the moment he's down there, he's boom, party man, right? Like he has, he has no coming out of his shell. It's like he has a weird past life that you don't know about where he was dirty grandpa. But he did do a lot of coke. That's not even my complaint. Like, the thing is that, like, there is no time where he experiences a freeing moment. Like, there's no realization that, like, you know what? I am having fun, and I wish I could do this all the time, but my girlfriend is the type of person who wouldn't let me have the fun. It's simply a matter of like, uh, that's right, I do everything for my rest of my family, and then I don't even know what I want to do. Like, there's not <laughs> even like... this movie way too seriously. <laughs> I take every movie that seriously. <laughs> I oh. know, that's why... That's why you've got Mr. Serious hat on. I didn't take it seriously. I just, uh, it's more funny to me if I am also slipping into some, you know, like, if it's going to pull me through the beats, I want to be pulled through the beats at least while the jokes happen. And when it, when it botches those, then I feel like I'm not in it anymore. I mean, I'm not defending that the, the story, I'm not defending story at all ever, but, uh, (laughs) that, 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 that the story in this is like, you know reinvents the wheel but uh 
<laughs> it doesn't I even use it. a wheel. No, the, I mean the story I, is like that's why it doesn't a beach matter. And holding a beach ball, standing in the sand, not it's moving. It's basically at all. so they can get from point A to point B, and Robert De Niro can say something humorous. I I would even argue with humorous. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny. I don't know. I mean, it, I, I I think that uh, to kind of clarify what I said before, like this movie feels like a movie that that would have come out like long before the uh the apatow craze of you know the turn of comedy yeah. i think that i think this movie could be right at home in between you know american pie 2 and tomcats like no i was gonna say this is a very like post-american pie type movie yeah like a very like 2002 comedy um which is, uh, sometimes it's weird because sometimes you know you get like you get used to a lot of the the Apatow stuff, and then you see it tried to, tried to be recreated in other comedies, and it fails. And then you see, you know, other comedies try to do kind of the just straight raunch comedy that, like, those American Pie and those movies used to do. And then that fails, too. But I think that there's these rare occurrences where, I don't know, it just everything kind of clicks together, and you kind of get that, like, refreshing kind of nostalgic moment where you're like oh yeah i remember when movies were just funny like there wasn't any like sort of uh, anything else to them but like they were funny or they weren't um and that's why i, I like i said horrible bosses too and the change-up felt that way to me where they they just movies you know that you watched and had a laugh and then probably never see again but that's it but like see i i don't even need i don't need that much from a story and i'm fine with being something being cliche like Every single romantic comedy ever is the guy lies about who he is, the guy gets caught in the lie, uh, the girl hates him momentarily, and he has to spend the last act of the movie trying to convince her that, like, she's the one for him and he's sorry. Mm. This film even f***ed that up. Like, it, it can't even, like, it can't even be cliche because it doesn't even understand the thing that it's trying to be cliche about. Like, I feel, ah, oh, it just feels so... I don't know, man. It, it's 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 silly. So, not, so I want to know, Car- Carson. Did you like like say Aubrey Plaza's character? Yeah, I thought she was. I thought she was funny. She had a lot of the the biggest laughs. I thought because because outside to me, of De Niro, you know, because hers to me, and I and I really like her. By the way, like she was one of the reasons I was still wanting to see this movie. Yeah. Um, those lines to me just felt so flat. Like again, it really felt like they're writing a character who she's going to be extra sexual and extra aggressive. And like it, like I got what it was trying to do, but other than Spence, like it didn't feel like it worked on anybody <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know, man. I mean, I thought there was there was a lot of like memorable uh, jokes and stuff. Uh, like you know, we mentioned about Fat Goose. Um, and, and like the whole the whole thing where every time Efron went to jail, he came out with a new uh, '90s blood spattered or cum spattered outfit. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it those. It's just like the movie around it made me not even pause enough to laugh at those. Mm. Yeah, it, it was also one of those things where like the film was so like it was so dumb that at times when things were like actually approaching, I mean, part of this might've just been Spence behind us, but like there, there were times where it's like, I think I'm about to laugh. And then I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. 
Yeah, but even with Spence, I mean, come on, I had some Spences in my theater, too. There was these two Jokers sitting in <laughs> was front it of me. the ticket to see this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there were these two, like, I don't even know. They looked like they were 10, and they had snuck in. And, like, every single line, they were like, like they'd never seen an R-rated <laughs> movie before. And I just wanted to kick their chair. But, like, mm-hmm. it, they're the kind of people, like, if you were to be like, hey, can you shut up, please? Like, they would still talk because they're just so oblivious. They just think they're in the living room i guess but i was just like i was like come on man like i don't but that's that's screening people for you yeah so did did like your audience in general though seem to be into it i mean i would i I was i would assume sometimes screenings can probably be even more critical of a film yeah Um, no everyone was really uh really into it um and i know that you know, you could say, "Well, well, that could sway your opinion." But like, man, I've sat through a lot of screenings where everyone's laughing. And I'm just sitting there going, "Like, well, I'm glad they're enjoying it." <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I mean, that's how Trainwreck was to me. Like, I was in a great crowd with people laughing, and I, it just did nothing for me. Oh, uh, I mean, I thought Trainwreck was funny too, but you know, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 yeah, dude, people were, oh man, people were eating it up for sure. Um, I did the, uh, the, (laughs) the, the, the black couple in front of us and their friend love the part where De Niro was rapping. So De Niro has mad street cred. So (laughs) they like were on the floor laughing. Like, like, I'm not even kidding. They, they were eating that shit up. It was pretty funny. You know what's sad is even in that scene, I was taken out because I was like, karaoke machine won't pause so you can get permission to say the next line of the song (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) christopher nolan over here no realism (laughs) in the bad in the dirty grandpa (laughs) i didn't care about that but i i thought when he was listing off the wu-tang clan somebody should have called him old dirty grandpa that would have been that would have been pretty good odg oh yeah See that yeah. joke is better than ninety nine percent of the jokes in this movie. <laughs> no, but but the thing is, like, and I I very much dislike this movie. Don't get me wrong, but I actually I actually agree with Carson that when I really just think back, there were like a good number of one liners. They 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 just came at like a velocity where so much wasn't landing, and so much was trying too hard that even when the one liner was funny, it was like boom, it's gone already. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't have the pleasant surprise of laughing. I felt mm. like they were just throwing everything at me. Like it was like I, a one long deleted scene yeah. for a Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> like Linorama. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know how I know you're gay. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just like Linorama. Like it was just all the alternate takes. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, but I don't know. Like something about this movie really r- reminds me of movies that. I just went to see in like middle school and, and high school, like that if I probably watched now wouldn't be as funny. Um, but they, they'd still be funny. Cause like, I remember, I don't they, They're still funny, but like, you know what I mean? Like they just, the humor has evolved. So it's, it's, it's a whole different playing field now, but uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Great. Strong. Finish. Finish strong. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, it just reminds me of movies from my youth, okay? Hashtag youth. <laughs> All right. Hashtag Michael Caine. It also kind of reminded me of, like, of like how Gran Torino wasn't a very good movie, but it was just funny because Clint Eastwood was being an old man. 
you know. <laughs> I would watch Dirty Grandpa if it was Clint Eastwood and Zac Efron. Oh, or, or Michael Caine doing his oh, youth would, thing. Michael, Michael Caine would have been good, too. For sure. I don't think I can do his voice saying, I just want to fuck. I'm Michael Caine. I can't do it either. I can't either. Drop in Steve Coogan doing Michael even, Caine. Even your Michael Caine sounds White like Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker doing a Michael Caine impression. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I have to give it... I, I think I say this like every time we have the rare chance to review a Zac Efron movie, but uh, Zac Efron is an underrated actor. Like he, He's a good actor, I think, and I, he just hasn't been given the right role, like a, a good weighty role like uh, that Channing Tatum got. He kind of like got the opposite of Channing Tatum's career. Like, yeah. But I thought he like completely held his own like with Nero and like he was funny and there are a couple scenes like I felt like their presence at least added like some, I wouldn't say dramatic weight, but like there was some like layer of like, okay, they're selling this for me, you know? Especially I don't know the, the one dramatic scene where he tells the dirty grandpa how like, hey, you used to be a terrible father, now you're a terrible grandfather. That like, that was the one part of the movie I really wanted to just laugh. <laughs> like, that just didn't work at all for me. <laughs> I, I thought that was like the like I in my head I thought I I remember thinking that like you didn't have to use father to grandfather you could have just like stuck it with grandpa like the 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 film's title but i Mm -hmm. thought at least they were like trying to have a scene that actually had some real feeling behind it like i I was i was sort of like (laughs) to me that is a negative like if you're gonna go all in go all in Uh, and anyway i actually would agree that i do think zach efron has a certain charisma kind of like channing tatum where even though he's in a lot of funny things it still feels like shocking or a little funny to watch him go hard r at his own expense yeah Um, well i mean they're almost the same thing it's like they they both can sing dance act comedy drama like they can do it all i i like we may joke about him being in things but like i like i thought he was great in neighbors like i had no problem with him in this film the writing for his character is just so shitty like it it's like the opening scene where he's like standing around all the guys and they're like blazers and shit and he's like yes and then I did this thing and then I called this and I knew that this was gonna be the thing that did the thing and then I knew like oh you can't do that because of the F nine twenty four eleven like the the very first time that they're in the bar and he's explaining to his grandpa what he does for a living De Niro's reaction to him that was genuinely funny yeah. but like every time that he repeated it again like the more times he repeated that. Like T nine eleven fourteen whatever blah 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 like the, the the saying the things that he does LLC blah 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 like that it just it he's nothing he said convinced that he was any of that job like he in the film he does a better job of being a pretend photographer than being a real lawyer <laughs> like there's no scene in the movie where I'm convinced he's a lawyer at least there's like a half scene where he's actually pushing buttons on a camera and takes a picture that even though that's not the picture you're looking at because the framing wasn't even the same you can still go like oh look he technically produced that photo in the context of the universe of the film yeah and, and like I, I don't again care much about the story or it being realistic but I will say like for a guy who the character is supposed to be a little self-deprecating, like he's Mr. Abercrombie and Fitch, he's Mr. You know, whatever. They they make a lot of jokes about him. Um, 
whenever he gets a moment to talk to a girl or talk to anyone, he is Mr. Suave, cool, at ease, sexy. Like, uh, and that's the thing I feel like Channing Tatum has gotten to do better is to like really rip apart his own image. And this movie kind of does it, but it, I, I don't know. It still slips into the heartthrob thing, like yeah. in moments where it wasn't funny for him to be a heartthrob. It would have been funny for him to be terrible. <laughs> and right. like they they never really let him get terrible. Yeah. yeah. But I still I still think he needs like a I'm holding out. He needs like a magic mic or something of that caliber to really uh to break out, show it off. Dude, I'm excited for neighbors too. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say, go that far. <laughs> I will say the funniest the funniest part of Ride Along 2 was the Neighbors 2 trailer before it. <laughs> like, I, we were, because that was the last trailer they showed before the movie. And that, like, uh, that line where he's just like, what did you think? The titty was silent? Dude, like, that's the, I laughed so hard at that dude, line. We were laughing so hard. It was like five minutes into Ride Along 2. <laughs> we were still laughing. I was like, shit, man. Can we just watch that movie? Oh, that was some funny shit. See, Carson and I can agree on something. (laughs) (laughs) That was the exact same thing happened when we saw the Evil Dead remake. And the last trailer they showed was for This is the End. And when Jonah Hill's just like sinkhole de Mayo, like we laughed like five (laughs) minutes into Evil Dead. And I was just like, I'd rather be watching This is the End. (laughs) So much better. And Asylum Titties notwithstanding, I like... I do agree. I think Zac Efron, hope is not lost for him at all. Like, he could totally wind up having a great post-High School Musical career. Yeah. Like, he, he has that kind of Daniel Radcliffe type thing where he's not afraid to take kind of ridiculous projects that would alienate the fans of his earlier stuff. Um, and I, I like that. I just, I yeah. wish you could find something better than Dirty Grandpa because I mean, I this still, is not good. I... Go to bat, like I said uh, during Star Wars, uh, We Are Your Friends was underrated too. Uh, obviously not as on the caliber level of uh, Magic Mike or something, but uh, he was that was that was a good movie. I still want to watch that movie. Yeah, I think I think Chris would like it a lot. I probably will. I mean, it it seems like it's actually going for its own thing instead of just being like a retread of the worst parts of every stupid comedy film that's out there. Yeah. But, you know, so. I don't know. Sweet. Finish strong. Well, should we, uh, should we all pull a number three and <laughs> give, give everybody our verdicts for this Jerk film? Jerk this one out. All right. All right, Carson. If you're going to give this a must-see, a recommended with a caveat, wait for untold pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Well, I'm going to give it a recommend with a caveat. Caveat being, if you like laughing... You'll probably like this movie. <laughs> if you like, if you like just lowbrow stuff, if you're dumb like me, then you'll like this movie. All right, Steven. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm. I was kind of talking to Victoria about this earlier because I was thinking like, if it weren't for Spence, I would not have given this on Letterboxd. I give it the lowest score. And I think, like, that was the whole experience that I was rating. Like, it was way more than just the movie. There are worse movies than this. There are worse comedies than this. But 
my must avoid bucket is big enough to include all of those and still dirty grandpa um <laughs> yeah, i i just don't see any reason to watch it maybe there is a situation where you'll find it funny and i was just not feeling it but it didn't it didn't offer anything to me didn't have laughs and obviously didn't have world building but nobody nobody cares about that <laughs> I, care, I care a little <laughs> The, the karaoke machine was not real enough. <laughs> World building minus points. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, I, I mean I, that's a stupid thing to complain about. But it's one of those things where, like, though the joke is funny, it's a ridiculous enough thing that I'm I'm like, because I'm not like super into the moment and the joke isn't super funny. Like my immediate thought was like, I'm watching the progress on the words on the karaoke thing. And then you cut away and he's like, can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? Say it. Say it. And I'm like, it, why would like, there's not even a foot pedal that you can just press and it like recycles the last beat until you let go of it. And then you can continue. Like there's no, like. It's just a special movie karaoke machine that magically stops <laughs> for a laugh. <laughs> I think they sell them at Guitar Center. I don't like going to Guitar Center either. <laughs> Anyways, obviously for me, it's a must avoid also. Um, did not have that much fun with the film. Uh, <laughs> um, party pooper. That's me. Every party has a pooper and the pooper's me. So, <laughs> Yeah. I will say Hot Tub Time Machine 2 was worse than this movie. Oh, it was way worse. That's another one that was worse. <laughs> I, I don't remember that so time machine that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, neither do I. But at least they had like a, a a large enough cast of people that like if all of them hit one joke in the, over the course of the entire film, that's still more jokes than landed for me in this film. Yeah, but I I don't know this like I like Aubrey Plaza, I like Jason Manzukis, I I've liked Adam Pally and things like. I, I like some of the people in this movie, but it just didn't do it for me. And like Hot Tub Time Machine, that that hurts even worse is knowing that like I can't hate the people in it. I can yeah. just hate like that the movie managed to not work despite a pretty all-star cast of comic actors. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, should we wrap this episode up, guys? This is the part where you say yes. I'll relieve you of your having to respond to me in an appropriate manner. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So that is this review. Um, Carson cannot be found online because nope. he's still scared of the black helicopters. Tuckroll.com. Um, That's where you find me. <laughs> but uh, Stephen. Go- Goatsy. <laughs> Stephen, where can people find you? I'm just kind of, I'm going to be on a boat for like a year, you know, just... <laughs> protesting something with Isla you know. Fisher and Rose Byrne's daughter yeah like a little bit of Emma Roberts in that's there too that's actually uh, Leah Thompson's daughter oh fun, really fun fact it had to be somebody's daughter yeah. they're always somebody's <laughs> that, daughter that is true it has to be someone's daughter <laughs> I, I think she's uh, I don't know I think she has a she has a presence to her she was the one good thing about Vampire Academy okay I'm just gonna add, add a point right here <laughs> well now we're back Give me three more tries and I'll deliver it appropriately. <laughs> I'll just edit it together in a way that makes sense. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, that is the review. Um, if you want to... Where can uh, they find you, though? You didn't say where oh, they can right, find I didn't, you. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> if people want to find me, 
People can find me at a place. I feel weird actually saying where people can find me if these guys both don't say where you can find them. So I'll just skip ahead to talking about this podcast, <laughs> which you can find over at thespoilerwarning.com, where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of this show. Um, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like, like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. Uh, at 760-575-4879. I got distracted by push notifications on my phone. Um, but, uh, yeah, music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Dirty Grandpa. Um, whatever the hell that is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of ODB, Wu-Tang. <laughs> yes. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast <laughs> and you it's enjoy... It's going to be the song from the magical karaoke machine. <laughs> if you enjoy the long pauses in the podcast at Awkward mm. Moments, um, go ahead and leave us a star rating on iTunes because that helps other people hear our long, awkward pauses. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, we're going to take off. So thank you guys for joining me. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, oh, and by the way, if... If Spence is out there, I left him a missed connections notice on Letterboxd. So if you can just forward that around to, you know, oh, try to I find him through the streets on of... Craigslist. I should go to Craigslist. I'm pretty sure he is Craigslist in human form. He probably <laughs> is on Craigslist for sure. He's a, he's the Spencelist.com. He, he's on the Craigslist slash wanna hang <laughs> section, Right, yeah. Who's or carrying... He, or he's, like, looking for someone to be, like, a human diaper or something. <laughs> It would be funny if that was, like, the first listener that we've ever encountered in the wild, if that was actually him and he was listening right now. Yeah, now he's going to murder you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't go to that theater anymore. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>